Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Zach Leonard. Zach, you are the CPO, the president, and co-founder of Gemba. And Gemba is found on the web at Gemba.com. That's G-E-M-B-A-H.com. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and so go ahead and please give us the overview of what Gemba is. Sure. Uh, Gemba is a product innovation platform where we help our uh, consumer or customers and brands create, manufacture, research, and ultimately get products out in the wild. Um, so we have a network of factories in eight different countries that spans over 3,000 different factories that we work with. And we have a design network that's uh, close to 300 now from that have worked at brands such as Dyson and Under Armour um, and on projects like the Tickle Me Elmo. Um, so some pretty cool uh, people in our network that uh, we match our our customers with that ultimately create the next hit product that comes out and you buy on you know their e-commerce websites or amazon or at retail stores yeah and without your help without the help of gemba what is this world like for someone who doesn't really know it very well <laughs> yeah it, it so, seems disparate <laughs> yeah yeah so as far as you know the product creation and research side of things um unless you had that skill set yourself, uh, you, you have to find people who know how to make products. Um, and so, you know, you'd have to hire, depending on the type of product you have, an industrial designer, mechanical engineer, an electrical engineer, at least one of each of those, if you have a, an electromechanical project that you want to get out in the wild. And as far as the manufacturing side of things goes, I mean, typically either hire a sourcing agent, fly to the country yourself, or use websites like Alibaba. Um, but Gemba takes the pain of having to do that away by what we do, you know, from the factory side is vet and audit all the factories that we work with and, you know, match the product with factories all over the world, as opposed to just in China or just in India or just in Mexico or places like that. Yeah. Um, where does Gemba fit in? Cause I know, um, you know, again, sourcing can be, it could be a real challenge. And I've certainly heard lots of horror stories. I'm sure you have as well, um, yeah. which is why you probably saw that there was, uh, probably uh, uh, there's still plenty of space to assist, uh, you know, great business leaders uh, with getting all the right connections. Um, do, do you know what, I'm sure you can kind of fill us in on how this can really go south if you're not doing this well. Right. So as far as how we fit in, um, we see ourselves in a, as an extension of our, of our client's brand. So you know, typically I think when you think of sourcing agents, you know, they're not very transparent. They, have uh, a relationship with the factory that they have a take rate on, or they take percentage of sales on and don't tell you what that is. And you go to them and ask for a quote and they give you a price. They don't say, well, what's your cut? 
Uh, on the flip side, we're, we are transparent. Uh, we, again, we show the price verbatim from the factory. Um, and then we provide all the people locally to help visit the factory, perform QC, um, coordinate all of the logistics and production schedules. So again, think like on the, on the supply chain side, we're more of a, you know, an outsourced VP of supply chain or director of supply chain, and then set up the team accordingly to help, um, ensure that the product comes back at, you know, high standard and high quality, and then ultimately gets shipped to the warehouses, uh, where you start fulfilling orders. And, um, so what does, when somebody, what's, what's the right stage uh, for someone to be in um, when they kind of start that conversation with Gemba? Sure. Um, you know, our customers range from just getting started all the way up to nine figures in annual revenue. Um, so it really depends on what you're trying to do. For those who are just starting out, um, you know, we can help expedite the process and get you up the learning curve. For those who are, you know, sophisticated, we can help get more products to market really fast. Um, so it's again, not just on the manufacturing side, but also on the research and design of new products and products that you want to add to your catalog of SKUs that you're selling. Um, that's where I think, you know, it's not just how do we source a pro how do we source a product, but it's also how do we research and design new products for you to add so you can have both, you know, top line revenue growth from us and potentially bottom line cost savings by finding new factories to develop and, uh, you know, make the product much cheaper or faster or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, when it comes to overseas manufacturing, um, are, are there any inherent uh, strengths and weaknesses based on China versus India, Mexico, Vietnam, et cetera? Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as China goes, you know, they're obviously the most developed and most sophisticated in terms of their abilities. Um, if you go to a place like India, I actually just got back from India a week ago, um, and it's really interesting. So I think they're very good at certain types of products, um, but as far as the consumer goods go, like they're just starting to tap into that. And I think that's a lot where a lot of the money is starting to go into India. But as an example, like Mumbai and Delhi are two of their largest cities in India. And in order for you know goods to move on the ground between those two cities, it takes about 24 hours. Um, they're currently building a road that's going to cut that time in half. So down to about a 12 hour drive. But again, like you can just kind of think of the infrastructure that's set up there. It's just not as developed as a country like China. And so when you think about going to a different country, the, the learning curve and the ability of the factories, like they're hungry, they want to get into those types of consumer goods. They're just not necessarily there yet. So if you're looking to go into you know, developing a product in a country like India, where it's not as developed, it's not going to be like China, where you can just go on a website, get a price that's really sophisticated, they can get it back to you really quickly, like you're developing without factory. But at the end of the day, um, the trade off with India is you may get better pricing, and you are going to get tariff relief, you know, there's no, there's no duties and tariffs aren't as crazy as they are in China. And you have an English speaking, you know, secondary English speaking nation, and they, you know, they, they, they understand our culture as well. So I think, you know, it's not just going to be an overnight switch if that's what people are looking for. But if you're looking for a country that's hungry, the people are very highly motivated and skilled, and they're looking wow. to, you know, develop the product with you, I think it's a great option. Go India. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Great. Um, and, and so what types of, um, you know, a lot of experience, you, you've worked with a number of companies, are, are there any particular product 
types that, that 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 you're stronger in other words or is it you kind of independent it doesn't really matter uh it doesn't matter and that's i think where the scale and the network effect comes in for us so you know we typically try and stay away from things that you put in your mouth or put on your body so lotions potions ingestibles those types of things um not a lot of people are importing those types of goods anyway like those are pretty much if you're buying it from a country it's more so developed in that country versus maybe the packaging might be from you know a different country uh so you know most of the big brands that you see they go to compounding factories in the US to you know develop uh those types of products so anything outside of that is pretty much fair game for us um you know we do a good amount of baby products we do a good amount of electronics and a good a lot good amount of uh injection molded products. Um, so those types of products, I think, are what are, are best suited for a company like us. Yeah. And then um, for, so for Amazon sellers, um, yep. Gemba is probably a really good fit. And and, and how do you, any special implications when someone is like, yeah, we're pretty much just, you know, run everything on Amazon? Yeah. Um, you know, I, we've worked with a lot of Amazon sellers and some of the Amazon aggregators. Um, I mean, we work really well. I think from a, from a you know velocity perspective, um, especially now since you're you know starting off 2023, it's you're kind of having those conversations of okay, like what does this year look like for me? Are we looking to cut costs? Are we looking to add revenue? Are we looking to do both? Um, so there's you know on the add revenue side again, I think we can help get products to market really fast. Um, you know, I think a few years ago when the um, the massage gun craze was going on, we helped launch a massage gun with one of the aggregators in 118 days. That was from concept all the way through fulfillment. So we're built for speed. And then on the cost cutting side, um, again, on the Amazon side, because of our, the extensive network that we have in the different countries, we can help uh, get you know, relationships built in countries outside of China or even within China, if you're looking to potentially cut costs. Um, so I think we're, we're really well suited for not just Amazon, but, you know, D2C and retail as well. Uh, in your blog, uh, you talk about uh, white labeling versus um, private labeling. Um, right. And, you know, there's pros and cons uh, to each of those um, when you have an opportunity. Um, what's your take on that? If someone's trying to decide, hey, do we just buy something that's already done and slap our label on it? Or, you know, do, do we yeah. want to own this? Yeah, I think, you know, whenever I talk with you know, potential customers or existing customers about that, um, it's kind of twofold. It's like, well, what are you looking to do with your business long term, right? Like, are you looking to be a cash cow and, you know, keep developing products and launch, you know, really fast? Or are you looking to sell and have defensibility? And so got to start there, I think, and really understand what your, you know, as a founder, what your exit plan is. And then from there, I think we can de decide, you know, what makes sense um, from a white labeling perspective. Obviously, you know, there's not a lot of defensibility um, factory owns or someone owns that IP and they're willing to, they're able to do whatever they want with that IP. Um, so you can change the, you know, slight change to the look maybe, or change the color, um, but that's not really defensible. Um, the trade-off is it's a lot less risky, right? It's not a new invention. It's, it's you know, the price is already clearly defined and you can probably get it to market pretty quickly because it's already already defined. So the lead time to get that out in the market is small or shorter. Whereas with a private label product where it's something you've developed or you've hired someone to develop, you own that IP. So you have the defensibility of patents 
that you can go after, whether it's design or utility and depending on you know what makes sense. Um, and then uh, again, like you own that, <laughs> if a product is a hit, yeah. the owner of it, right? And so you can start creating a brand and extensions of that brand and that product that you know have that IP in your intertwined or interweaved in it. So the trade-off against a white label product is obviously a lot more time consuming and, and costly, but you know, higher risk, higher, higher reward is what I'd say for uh private label. And you know, there's, there's some cool things that we're doing with our factories and our design network to help try and speed that process up where we're you know putting together future catalogs of products where maybe it needs some development or commitment from a buyer, but we can put concepts in front of our, in front of our customers really quickly to say like, is this something that looks interesting to you? We already know we've already lined up the factory that can develop it. Now let's uh, see what the variations you want to make based on this concept and you can go purchase it within, you know, a shorter timeframe. So it's kind of the hybrid between private label and white label. Congrats on the Series A, by the way, and then congrats on all Thank the you. growth. Can you tell me a bit about the organization and the company you built, the the culture, and the you know, kind of the dream team that you've put together? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I think we like to coin that we have been remote work since the start because we have mm -hmm. an office in you know we started the company with an office in China and now we have an office in India, Mexico, uh, Vietnam, and China, and obviously the U.S. Um, you know, we have a really, uh, experienced, uh, and hungry team that, you know, takes on challenges, uh, that, you know, product development is a challenging space. So they're up for the challenge and they want to get their hands dirty and help provide as much value as they can. I mean, Gemba really, you know, is about providing value. That's the, the core, one of our, our core values is, is be the Gemba, which is, you know, make sure that you're always providing value to anyone you interact with at the company and as well as uh, our customers and our clients. So um, I think that's the culture that we embody <laughs> is taking after our name. Yeah. And and when somebody visits Gemba.com and we've got a link to it right in the uh, podcast app here, if you click around, um, but where does someone kind of get started in the, okay, I'm kind of high level, want to get to know Gemba a little bit better. Um, what is, where do they go next? Yeah. So if you, we have a form that you fill out that helps get you matched correctly with one of our uh, experts. And then from there, we start the conversation based on where you're at. So if you're just starting out, you know, we can help think through the concept with you and research and design it for you. If you're already, you know, developed the product and you want to start sourcing it, you know, we'll match you with the right team there. And then if you're looking to do a little bit of both, uh, again, we'll put both teams in front of you. So it's really dependent on what happens during that process of you know, understanding if we're a good fit um, to make sure that we can move forward. Yeah. Where, where do most of Gemba's clients come from currently? Um, we have, you know, uh, paid ads that we run. We have trade shows that we go to. We have referrals that we get. And then we have organic traffic that comes as well. So it's kind of a mixture of, you know, each one of those different types of uh, marketing channels that come through. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So it's gemba.com, G-E-M-B-A-H.com. Um, when you go to the website, there's a button right there. There's actually, there's a video you can watch. It says uh, how it works. 
where you could see a, a quick uh, overview of that. And then um, there's, a, again, a button that says get started. And that's where you could reach out and get connected with Gemba. Uh, and again, Zach Leonard, uh, you're the uh, CPO co-founder. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Congrats again on the success, the growth, uh, world domination. <laughs> <laughs> and again, most importantly, you know, just making this world accessible to more great business leaders and owners that want to participate and, uh, you know, kind of realize their dream as well. So thank you so much, Zach, for being a guest. Thanks for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.